Congratulations, you found it. This is a book podcast featuring books you will want to read. Recommended by people who are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Featuring Martha Steele, radio personality extraordinaire and queen of the volunteer librarians. Nicole Shaded, sports animal wrangler, shield maiden, and book warrior. And Vonnie Golden, healthcare billing diva, volunteer librarian, and book goddess. Together, slaying the dragons, catching serial killers, exploring history, space-time, and alternative realities. Searching for and finding book treasures every week. They are three book girls. We do need a disclaimer for today's episode. This Tonight. is not for young ears. No. This this episode is going to be filled with discussions of sex. Not necessarily in a really dirty way. Not vulgar. No. We're going to be frank. Just NC-17. Yeah, well, we're going to definitely be frank, <laughs> and we're not doing so just for the sake of doing so. We're doing so because there are some things that just need to be said, I think, and we're women. Right. We want to discuss this topic and not feel afraid to do so. Mm-hmm. And since it's Valentine's Day weekend... We thought it might... Oh, I don't know. It might liven things up. Perhaps. But then again, maybe not, because we're really not going to be talking about porn or anything. Well, no, but we're going to be, it would be subjects that you could (laughs) pursue, (laughs) that you could pursue with your significant other and maybe come up with other topics that you want to talk about that we don't need to know about. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody's going to walk in, walk in while you're listening to this podcast and go, what the hell are you listening to? (laughs) Well, you know, Valentine's Day is coming up, and it's the Friday before Valentine's Day in Oklahoma City. It was like 80 degrees here today or something. It was. It was gorgeous. It was. On the, what what is the day? A little windy. On the 10th of February. That's Mm -hmm. insane. You guys say that we are not going through global warming? Come on now. (laughs) Really? Tomorrow it's supposed to be like 81. Yeah, and then Sunday it's supposed to be like 30. Well, like in the 50s again, Uh, and windy, and then Monday... Yo yo, like 80% chance of rain. So, yeah. you know, we're just going through the motions. Yeah. All the seasons in a week. Yep. You know, like we've been doing all winter. All no- four seasons in yeah. one week. Northwest Wasn't Oklahoma. there a, wait, wait, isn't there a song that, all, all four seasons in one day. Uh, then that might be a little too old for you, too. I was going to say, I don't, I haven't heard of that one. My baby, she can go through all four seasons in one day. And don't ask me where that's from, because it just sort of plopped out of my brain just now. <laughs> Okay, so uh, why don't we get started on our little topic. When I was thinking uh, about doing this podcast, the first thing that came to my brain was the very first podcast we ever did. Yes. And that's what made me believe that doing this podcast was a good idea. Mm -hmm. Because the very first podcast we ever did and the very first book we ever talked about was... How to Be a Woman. Oh, yeah. Remember? Mm -hmm. It was just very... Frank. It's a, a very frank book about womanhood. And- right. It, it set the uh, precedence of a very frank and open forum on any book that we talk about. I yeah. mean, it just brings up other subjects. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm pretty open with what I think about pretty mm-hmm. much everything. <laughs> I like hearing other people's opinions, too. Mm-hmm. I do, too. Here's the story about this. OK, so Vani and I are in the car last week. And I said, you know, I just finished reading the weirdest book. There's no way I'm talking about it on the podcast because it was so weird. And then I proceeded to tell her about it. 
And as I was talking about the book, it was like a light bulb went on over my head. Mm-hmm. And I realized that, yes, I do need to talk about this book on the podcast. Yes, it was very weird. And I don't know that I really want to recommend that other people read it. But the way it made me feel and the things that it forced me to talk about are definitely worth talking about. Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense at all? Mm-hmm. It It's about where it made your, your thought train go. Yes, my thought train definitely went someplace I never expected it to while I was reading this book. For one thing, oh, I better give you the, um, since I decided I'm going to start, if that's okay with you. Too. Yes, yes. All right, so um, the name of the book is The First Bad Man by Miranda July. My first thought about this book was, as I was listening to it, and it was an audiobook, I felt like a voyeur. I felt embarrassed to be in this woman's head. Mm-hmm. I mean, it re- really, I did. I felt like I shouldn't be hearing her talk about the things she was talking about. <laughs> and it was because she was such a, I don't know, the main character is an older woman who clearly does not have any intimate relationships in her life. And she's very odd in a lot of different ways. She has a lot of very quirky behavior and she clearly makes other people uncomfortable as well because her the place she, she works has asked her to only come in two days a week and the rest of the time she has to work from home. <laughs> so she's clearly very odd. For example, um, she talks about uh, the way she keeps her house clean. She uses the same saucepan for everything and she never really washes it. Ew, it's her weird. savory pan. She's got a pan for savory and a pan for sweet. <laughs> so she she just keeps using that same pan. And she doesn't use dishes. She just eats out of that pan because then it creates fewer dishes. So she takes as few steps as she can to get to any one destination. Mm-hmm. Like she tries to do as many things as she can while she's sitting on the toilet to save time. Okay, Even well. though she really doesn't need to save. You know what I'm saying? She just has very quirky habits and very quirky behavior. I would say I, I do that. <laughs> Usually in the mornings when I'm getting ready, when I'm sitting on the toilet, I'm putting my contacts in or brushing my hair. Yes. All of this book was so private. It made me feel uncomfortable. It made me feel like I was spying on someone. Right. Because how often do you talk to somebody about their bathroom habits? <laughs> her bathroom habits, their stuff that when she was alone, because she's always alone pretty much. Mm-hmm. So you're, it's like this continuous thought process that you're listening to in her head. Well, of course, you get to hear her sexual fantasies as well. Mm-hmm. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she kind of has a thing for a much older gentleman. He's about 20 years her senior. And she's a gen- he's a gentleman that she works with, sort of. He's on the board of directors for this company that she works for, which is a, it's like a woman's self-defense company. Mm-hmm. Some, I don't know. But so she doesn't see him very often, she, but she kind of lusts after him. And so she uses him as her sexual fantasy. Mm-hmm. But it's a really interesting sexual fantasy because the whole fantasy is... While he's making love to her, he's telling her, think about your thing. And the thing is that she's thinking about him making love to her, telling her to think about her thing. It's like (laughs) looking into an infinite mirror. It's very strange, okay? It is strange. Yes, that's just one beginning part, okay? Her boss at work has this daughter 
a daughter in her 20s, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And the daughter is clearly very odd and needs a place to stay. So they sort of foist the daughter upon her. Mm-hmm. They say, well, you don't have anyone living with you. She needs to come and stay at your house. And of course, it totally freaks her out because she's got her system. Mm-hmm. She's got everything set up just the way. And what is this other person going to say about the way she has things set up? You know, it's very unnerving to her. But she goes along with it because she like, feels like she has to. Then... First of all, this this woman that moves in with her, this girl, is very aggressive towards her, but like wants to beat her up type aggressive, mm-hmm. like bullies her almost. Mm-hmm. And then she sort of fights back and they have these these pushing and shoving and beating up matches mm-hmm. and it absolutely invigorates the main character. I mean, she she looks forward to it. It like turns her on. Exactly. But in the in the beginning, you don't really realize that that's what's happening to her. Well, you know, but you don't really. <laughs> you just kind of get a sense of it. Right. And it, it gets to the point where it becomes a regular thing and they practice. They have these, these self-defense videos from work that have all these scenarios. And the main character um, goes through and memorizes all of the dialogue and, and all of the actions and everything so she can do it. And then she leaves the tapes for her roommate and the roommate then looks at them and they go through all these scenarios. It becomes a regular thing with them. Well, right as that's happening, the main character begins to have fantasies, but not about sleeping directly with her roommate, more of fantasies about watching Philip, who's this the older, gentleman. older gentleman, having sex with the roommate. Hmm. <laughs> Okay, so so then she goes to the psychiatrist and tells the psychiatrist all of this. And it's a strange book, very strange. I don't know that I would really recommend it because it doesn't really, well, for one thing, it doesn't really fit into any category of any book I've ever read. Mm -hmm. But the thing that I found was that it totally transformed the way I feel about myself. Why, you ask? Why is that? Well... Because deep down, I think everybody feels like their own inner dialogue is really freaking weird. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And their own sexual fantasies have to be so far out that if they were ever spoken out loud, everyone would just that it would the the reaction would be just as I reacted as I was listening to this audiobook of this woman with these weird sexual fantasies. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And my reaction was. Wow, that's liberating. Mm-hmm. Because I heard this woman talk about her weirdness, and it made me feel not so weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, it doesn't mean that my stuff isn't weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it helps you realize that it's not so far out there that it's abnormal. That you're still normal, even though you have these weird sexual scenarios playing in your head sometimes. Yes, and and the like I said, I just felt I felt liberated that somehow all of those little weird quirky bits and pieces floating around in my head that was okay. Mm-hmm. And here I am; I'm almost fifty-two years old, mm-hmm. and I've never spoken any of this out loud before. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, when you're growing up, you're not allowed to. You, 
you're always told not to talk about that. That's not the proper subjects to talk about in mixed company. Do guys talk about stuff like that, I wonder? I'm sure that they do. Do they talk about stuff that turns them on? Do they stop? I know they talk about stuff they do with their women. I don't know if they talk about know. what turns them on, but I know they talk about what they do. I mean, I've been friends with a lot of guys, and they used to tell me stuff that they used to do, and I was like... <laughs> You realize I'm female, right? <laughs> I mean, way to go, dude. But you realize that I'm... <laughs> now, how exactly did you do that? I need to make notes. <laughs> well, and that's just... I don't know. It, I don't ever remember having a conversation with any of my girlfriends to go, oh, yeah, my guy did this to me and it felt great. Or I was, you know, having fantasies about that guy I saw in the UPS truck over there just now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, we'd, I don't ever recall having done that. Have I you have, ever done that? I, yes. I actually have had friends that I've had conversations where they have told me things that they have done for their specific boyfriends, mm -hmm. like sexual things, like things. And I mean, in pretty detailed Stories. Well, maybe I was just <laughs> hanging around with the wrong people all this time. But, of course, this was a very, very, very good friend, and I would never, ever repeat it to anyone else. Well, and yeah, they know that. Obviously, we're not going to grill you and make you repeat it right here. Well, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, like I said before, it's also, you're when, when you're female, you're grown up, to be prim and proper and not to talk about that stuff. Guys are not under that same scrutiny as women are. Yeah. And so... You're, you're not you're supposed to be a lady. You're not supposed to talk about, you know, things that trip your trigger. Right. Or your rendezvous that you might have had, you know, with the UPS man in the back of his truck on your, his coffee break. Your indiscretions. Right. Your indiscretions. You're not supposed to talk about that stuff. Have, actually, I borrowed that fantasy from somebody else. And it wasn't a fantasy. It was a real thing. And it happened at my office. But that's totally so, no, I wouldn't talk about my indiscretions on the air. You know most of them anyways. I'm pretty detailed in the stories I tell you, so. Yes, she is. But the inner dialogue is really what I'm after at this point. Right. Well, the inner dialogue, I can understand that because, you know, sometimes when you're watching the UPS man, I'm just going to go with that since we already talked about it. Okay. You know, picking up those boxes and you're going, hmm. I wonder what's in that package. Well, I'm like, you know, bend me over that box a little bit. And then you're like, whoa, why did I, I just believe I that? just thought Ooh. that. And then you kind of look around. You're like, okay, I'm going to go take a cold shower now. <laughs> well, we know guys do stuff like that because you see it in the movies all the time. Right. But you I see that kind of representation of a male inner dialogue. Yeah. And I think that's kind of, you know, like before when we were talking about how to be a woman we had the discussion about uh, women porn and man's men porn exactly female porn mm -hmm. and i think like up until just recently most people didn't think that women had those thoughts those random sexual thoughts running through their brains so nobody ever came up with anything that was do you think that's why erotica for women well it's unacceptable for women to, right because to, it, mm -hmm. to be promiscuous or like, you know, everybody thinks women want to literally like get married, have kids and then quit but, having sex because there's always the per like perception of women who get married too. Mm -hmm. all of a sudden they quit having sex. Right. Which I actually know women that are like that. And, and it is true in some cases because of children. Yeah. And, and anybody who has children will tell you that 
it's not because you don't love your husband. <laughs> it's because you're so exhausted by the end of the day that you don't want to do anything but sleep. Well, that and you're exhausted. And you know how hard it is to have a good time when you're, you know, trying to. Yeah, you have to be get quiet. romantic with your husband and you have mama, mama, can I come in? Mama. Yeah. yeah. And you're and like, you God, just hurry up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I try to think about a category that this book would go into, I can't. Here's the really funny thing is that the category it was in in the library was humor. And that makes me feel kind of bad for that this main character because I'm sure that there are people out there very much like that. And it's not funny. It's your life. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if the woman who wrote this wrote it to be funny. And somehow I just don't think so because it's really not funny. The name of the book was The First Bad Man by Miranda, by Miranda July. And it was a fairly well-written book. But mm-hmm. like I said, I don't know that I would recommend it just because I'm not quite sure how to feel about it. Yeah. I feel a little odd. Now, having said that, also the same week from the same section at the library, Humor, there was another book. And it was a book of short stories called Barbara, Barbara the Slut and Other People. Mm-hmm. I think I might have mentioned that You mentioned last it last week. Yeah. This fits into the same category that we're talking about as well, because the one story that the book is named after, Barbara the Slut, is about a girl in high school who doesn't really want to get close to anybody, but yet she likes sex. Mm-hmm. So she makes a deal with herself that she's just not going to sleep with any of them twice. That way she won't get close with them and she can focus on her studies. Mm-hmm. So she goes through her whole junior year pretty much just sleeping with one guy. Once. After another, right. Well, of course... By the time she gets to her senior year, that has gone around and everybody knows about her, right? She, by this point, has decided, yeah, she's got to buckle down. She's going to college. She's very serious. But there's this one guy she kind of likes, and so she goes with him, and she has sex with him, and she really likes him, and she's thinking about it. And the next day at school, this other guy comes up to her and starts hitting on her. Well, she's kind of decided she likes this other guy. Uh Uh-huh. So she tells this dude, no, I'm not really interested. And he, of course, is very put off because she's a slut. So why won't she sleep with him? So he immediately tells everybody he slept with her and tells everybody that she's a slut. Now, it's interesting that that never happened before, considering as many guys as she was with the year before or whatever. Maybe this is the first one she said no to. I'm kind of thinking that might be the case. (laughs) And guys don't like it when you say no. I know they do not. And what happens to her after that is very interesting. Because up to this point, she has never faced that slut. Reputation. What do you call it? Yeah, the, the label mm. that is put on her of being a slut. And it begins, it begins to really get to her because everybody's calling her Barbara the slut. Everybody. Well, she has a, a brother who is... Special needs. Mm -hmm. And he's a freshman and she's a senior. Well, of course, they're in the same school. She gets accepted to an Ivy League school. I don't remember which one. Princeton, maybe. So everybody's real excited. And she's at home with her mom and her dad and her brother. And they're saying, congratulations, Barbara the 
I don't remember what they call her. <laughs> Barbara student. the college student. And then the younger brother goes, Barbara the slut! Barbara the slut! And the, hearing that come out of her little brother's mouth is devastating to her. Mm-hmm. If that had happened to a guy, well, well I'm it sure. It wouldn't happen no, to a guy. No, it wouldn't happen to a guy. I just found it really interesting how her perception perception of herself and her behavior changed drastically after that started to happen to her. And here she is. She has been accepted to an Ivy League, Ivy League school. And they're treating and her like, you know, dumb white trash because... Because of that. Because of the label. Mm-hmm. And she gets to the point where you almost feel like she's suicidal. You almost start to feel that. And it's... it's ugh. Why do women who like sex get labeled in these ways? Why is that? I don't know. Well, I think it's changing a little bit right now. I mean, in high school, they still called people sluts and hoes and, you know. But one, I think that's a high school thing. Uh, Because there really are crazy people out there. Let me just, like, start that off with that. We're relatively normal. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, what we do, like, we don't just suddenly snap and become batshit crazy. Because there are really, like, I think I'm recently figuring this out. There really are people like that. And so when you have stereotypes, so then you have a couple women who are crazy or, like, who literally do sleep with, like, anyone and everyone and they don't remember it or, like, and then you have another woman, like, in that book who is making an educated decision to only have sex with one person Mm-hmm. And she has and a reason for it that seems logical yes. to her at the time. Mm-hmm. From so. what I remember in high school, they called a slut any girl that didn't really like fit in with their group. Kind of. Yeah. Does that make Because you well, have, that makes perfect sense because yeah. I used to get called a slut all the time and I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> at all in high school. I mean, you know, first, second base or something. But then usually I'm like, OK, you need to go find one of the other sluts at this party. Well. <laughs> And (laughs) I uh, like when I had surgery, when I was 14, Mm -hmm. I was in I had like it was during the summer in between seventh and eighth grade and eighth grade at my school was in high school. Mm -hmm. Like it's early, but it like I was going to school with high schoolers and I had high school friends mixed in with our my like my age group. Well, I ended up being out of school for like months at a time. And I remember when I got back. Somebody had told me that there was a rumor going around that I had gotten <gasps> pregnant. And like, that's why I that's really, why had really been. Oh, how did you feel when that happened? Awful. What? Yeah. I don't know why, but like. Even though it wasn't true. Yeah, it wasn't true. And like, I don't know. I had just gone through like three major surgeries. I looked like I was pregnant because my stomach was so swollen. Distended, yeah. For a little while and like I had my weight had fluctuated constantly going up and down, up and down. And so but that's what they do is like if you don't fit in or if they don't know, they speculate and then they prey on you. Yeah. And I think it's like human nature kind of. I don't know. To kind of like single one of those out things the weakness. That you you attack of. what you don't understand. And since they didn't know what happened, they had to make something up. And that's why I love like the world we live in right now mm-hmm. because everybody is so like they want to be all inclusive it's hard it truly is yeah because i want to say that like i'm perfect and i've never made fun of anybody but i'll catch myself like in my head say like making fun of something and then i'm like whoops can't wait oh. 
like that's not that. okay. Even though it's nothing, it's usually nothing bad. It's just like, haha, I can see his butt crack or something stupid <laughs> like that. But <laughs> like, that's what I'm trying to teach yeah. myself to yes. do is, is you is can't even not, say that. Right. Like, right. And so right. I don't and know. Some people call that weak, but I, I call it evolved. And I also think a lot of times when in high, at least when I was in high school, a lot of times, um, for one thing, when you reject a guy mm-hmm. who thinks that you're easy and then yeah. you're automatically, you know, become a slut yeah. because, you know, you were, you told them no. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I know you're a slut and sleep with everyone. So why won't you sleep with me? Mm-hmm. Well, that was sort of the dude's attitude. Yeah. Right. And then also some of the women, some of the other girls and women, because I had grown women calling me sluts when I was a teenager, too. They do it for a reaction. And then when you don't fight back, when you don't have a reaction to what they're saying, then it gets worse because mm-hmm. you're like, OK, I think whatever you want. And then they're like, you know, it's like you're admitting that's what happened. Yeah. Even though you're not. <laughs> hmm. But I think it's all about like perception, how you raised, where you're raised, where your parents teach you. Like there's so many aspects that go into it because... I mean, there just are. Yeah, that's true. Well, you know, sex, there's nothing wrong with enjoying sex. Mm, no. And I think that women are getting a little bit better at saying so and speaking out for themselves. You know what else I think? This is, sorry, just yeah, want to include this. You know how they teach abstinence? So, okay. <laughs> sorry, I, I had to chuckle because it's ridiculous. I think that yeah. makes everything worse because then you're taught that sex is not okay. Like even I understand that, yes, you don't want your 16 year old having sex or you don't want younger. It's not that you don't want your 16 year old to have sex. It's that you don't want your 16 year old to get pregnant. Yes. And you don't want your 16 year old to have a bad experience with sex. Because sometimes kids they're because they're not emotionally evolved yet. They don't get it. And some weird crap can go on. Yeah. So I think by teaching children because they start sexual education classes at a fairly young age by teaching them just not to have sex that teaches them that sex is not okay and so that when a woman does decide that she's only going to sleep with one man and i mean if she's being safe like using protection Mm -hmm. that keeps her like physically like healthy Mm -hmm. and makes making sure she doesn't get a disease or anything like that then it should be okay like Right. But I mean, we're still okay there. if she does only want to have sex with one person. Yeah. That's her own choice. But but see, that's it's the whole thing bad. that you're getting at is that we've reached a point now where we can not only say it's okay for women to have sex whenever they want it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it even goes beyond just the sex because I know and I can't remember if I read an article about this or what exactly when I was younger and my son was really young about masturbation, about how you shouldn't make it like masturbation is wrong because then it gives them the wrong idea about sex in their head when they're really, really young and it's hard to overcome that in their head. And that's scientifically proven. Right. Yeah. So when you... Anytime you make something that's natural, bad or dirty... Then they're going to always have this guilt in their head because, oh my God, you know, I rubbed one out last night. I'm a horrible person. So... (laughs) Yeah. Which is so, and I think that's one thing is now people are starting to understand that and they're teaching their kids differently yeah. as they get older. Because I know that I taught my son differently. As did I. Right. And I think that's 
up to parents, but I just mean there are a lot of people that that certainly disagree with everything we have said in this podcast. Well, that's fine. I didn't mean that. I just meant like like it's a parent's responsibility. It is a parent's responsibility. Yes, I didn't mean like no, but I mean (laughs) there are people who disagree. Definitely, but even if you teach your children that you know waiting is the best, and you want to teach your children abstinence, it's important to teach them to not make them feel like sex is wrong. That's that's Agreed. the important thing. Agreed. And it was interesting. The rest of the stories in this book that I was talking about, they all have that thread of sex flowing throughout them mm-hmm. in different ways. I mean, for example, there's one where a girl, um, she's a married young woman and they move to a new city. Her husband's got a good job. She doesn't have a job currently. So she strolls down and there. I, th- I want to say they're in San Francisco. And so she strolls down the way and she sees this little sex top, sex toy shop mm-hmm. that has a help wanted sign in the window. So she goes in and she applies for a job there. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey, you know, so she she asks the woman if she can apply for the job. And the woman goes, are you a lesbian? She goes, yeah, <laughs> she wants the job, right? <laughs> So she basically pretends to be a lesbian in order to get this job. Well, it's interesting. She didn't look like a lesbian. So Uh she gets the reverse stereotype from all of these people. (laughs) Very thought-provoking stories. I do actually recommend this book because I think it has a lot of different things uh, to learn. The author is Lauren Holmes. And they're short stories. Mm-hmm. So it's nice because you're going to get a little tiny bit of everything. It's a lot about relationships and sex and just good stuff in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now we'll have to say even the sex toy shops are starting to involve because I went to a, a sex toy shop for a bachelorette party gift. And, you know, I'm looking around and I didn't know a lot about any of the stuff. And um, so I asked the person behind the counter, I'm like, do you know what, you know, what's the difference between this and this? And she looked at me like, oh, my God, why are you asking me questions? I don't, I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know what you do in private. But then, you know, another time that I went different store to a different store and it could have just been in the difference in stores. I don't know. But I mean, they actually had people there to answer your questions, specifically to answer questions. Yeah, I went yeah. to that store, too. We both went. And yeah. it was interesting because we walked in the door and there's ladies over there by the vibrators going, oh, would you like to, here, feel this one on your arm. You know, that's what this one does. And this one does that. And this one does that. And we're both like, <laughs> yeah, we're like, that's what? really cool. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We don't have to stand there and surreptitiously pull it out of the package and look at it. You know, yeah, look feel around. really strange about it. I might have had a heart attack from embarrassment. <laughs> You know, it, it, it was it was so not embarrassing. Yeah. It was interesting because it it was not the same experience that we've had previously with that sort of right. thing. Right. And they in, made in it the very, they were very open and friendly about. And, and not embarrassed. No, I think that and was not embarrassed. And they made you feel less embarrassed about asking questions. Yeah. If, mm-hmm. it, they made it easy to ask questions, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. By the time we left there, I'm like. Hmm, I see five or six things in here I'd like to take home. <laughs> no, my mind, honey, look. I'm like, I'm going to have to Google that. <laughs> I need to find out more about this specific thing. And it's Wi Fi enabled. <laughs> oh my God. What? My phone.
just became more important to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so there you go. That there, there was that book and uh, the inner dialogue for all of us when we're reading books like this is interesting to me. And I know both of you read books this week, so let's let's mm-hmm. shoot on to that next. I've got an I've got short stories that's really dirty, and so you know. Have you got lady porn over there? I've got a little bit, of, a little bit of erotica going on over here. Ooh. You go next because it'll tie into her short stories. Okay, all right. Well, this is a book that I read a while back because I was just, I don't know, I was in a mood, I guess. And <laughs> you don't have to explain. This is a safe place, a safe space. <laughs> and so I googled. I was in a mood. <laughs> hottest books, hottest books. Recommendations for hottest books, and this is one that came up on the list, okay. actually. And, okay. you know, I, I uh, went into the library, and we actually had it at the library. So I, I did it. I, uh, you know, got the audio, and it's called um, Delta of Venus, and it's by Anise Nin. And it, it's French. It's a French book, and it was written back in the 1940s, mm-hmm. but it was written for a private collector. So it wasn't actually published until 1977. And I would just like to say that it was later discovered that it was for a private collector who lived in Oklahoma. <laughs> so it has an Oklahoma tie. So there are some some other there lovers some of erotica. Lovers of erotica who live in Oklahoma. And this is um, 15 short stories um, about, a lot of them are about madams or mistresses mm-hmm. or um, women who did nude modeling for artists. And so they're very sexual beings. And a lot of them are just funny. Some of them are funny. Some of them are not funny. Some of them are a little, <laughs> little weird. wish you could see the way her eyes look when she said that <laughs> weird. Well, there's one about a serial killer in there, too. Ew. But <laughs> that was pretty... Intense. Creepy. Mm. Well, it was just kind of a little creepy. But like some of them are funny. Like there's one about a mistress and her man, her mm-hmm. beau or whatever you call him. It's always talking about her lady parts are so beautiful and they're so pretty and they're so beautiful. And she's like, whatever. You don't know what you're talking about. And so one time she's sitting around by herself in you know, the apartment that he rents for her because she's a kept woman. And she decides that she wants to know what he thinks is so beautiful about her vagina. Mm-hmm. So she gets a mirror and she like <laughs> she like doggy styles over this mirror so that she can see her lady junk. Checking out her bits. And then, of course, then she gets, you know, a little turned on about her lady junk and gets busy with it. And he walks in and blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> and that made me think of Good Girls Revolt. They had, oh, yes. oh yeah, they had this, a, that one group where they were looking at their vaginas in hand mirrors, right? Where they took they told hand everybody mirrors. to go home from the yeah. reading and look at yeah. that, and yeah. take a hand mirror and look at their vajayjays. I know, I freaking love that. Show. But I also <laughs> love that that part on the show where she walks into the photographer's um, office and he closes the door. Flips up her skirt and gives her a big old kiss right on the lips. Very lips. <laughs> yeah, yes. And the look on her face. I mean, this is the guy she's never even kissed on the lips before. Mm-hmm. Right. And he kisses her on the other lips. <laughs> and it's just like. <laughs> well, I don't think 
that girl had ever had. She'd had never had anybody go down there. I don't think she's ever experienced good sex, pleasurable sex, yeah. right? Because she married that. this dude who didn't no pay attention to what she, right. she needed. It was just basically me, me, me. You know, that cares was pretty about common. But anyways, and the, these short stories, like I said, they're just quirky and they're fun and they're but they are erotic. So, you know, mature audiences only. I wouldn't suggest this for your teenager, definitely. <laughs> But like, I mean, like I said, there's that one story about the girl who's, you know, in yeah. the mirror. Then there's another story that's my favorite. And I have to tell this one because it's so flipping hilarious. There's um, a guy who's at a bar talking to another guy and he's talking about how his wife is just she's such a she's so hard to please. And the only way that she can enjoy sex is by mystery. It has to be like off limits like naughty she likes to have sex with strangers basically mm-hmm. so he you know talks him into giving him money to have sex with his wife and so he <laughs> does and it was great yada yada anyways this same guy who has sex with the one who gets paid to have sex with the guy's wife goes back to the same bar because he wants to find this guy again because you know it was awesome sex he wants to have sex with his wife again and he's talking to another guy who tells him a story about how he paid somebody to watch two people having sex. And he <laughs> figures out from the story that it was him he was watching having sex with this other chick. <laughs> and that the dude who paid for it to watch got paid three times as much money as what he got paid to have sex with the wife. <laughs> so basically, he was just a tool. He was just a tool in their money making yeah. scheme. But he still got to he still got to have good yeah, sex. So you know, everyone wins. But it was just it, the story was funny. And what's interesting is those, those stories were written back in the forties, right? And oh, they're very interesting, right? And it's all you know, French women, mm-hmm. and it's set like in the nineteen hundreds. So it's set pretty far back in time. Well, French people aren't nearly as, I don't know. What I would think you they're call a little it? more. They're a little more free with their free thinking intentions. I think than than the than the Puritans than the Americans <laughs> than Puritans. than Marco Marco than Marco. All right. So, what was the name of that again? It's called Delta Venus, and it's by Anise Anise Nin. Sorry, I I can't say that <laughs> name. I look at it. I'm like Anus. I don't know what that's. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, you definitely don't want to mispronounce that, honey. Which, I don't think that that's a story that's in here. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> it's not what I remember anyways. Like I said, it's been a little while since I read this. And it's funny, when you were talking about how to be a woman, and you were talking about how you read that on the plane, mm-hmm. and that you were embarrassed, I actually listened to this at work. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, did you find yourself getting a little hot under the collar there while you were listening to it at your desk, Fonny? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, not. It was interesting, and it makes you a little jumpy when the boss comes out and starts talking to you, and you're listening to something about that. You know, you're talking about you're you know pearl necklaces, and your boss is like, "Do you have that claim ready yet?" And you're like, "Um, wait a minute, let me pause this." I hope your boss doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> I hope not. I'm not too. All right. 
Okay. So shall we shift shift gears? So this one, okay, in high school, I used to love Pride and Prejudice. It was mm-hmm. how me and my best friend met. Is yeah, I think you've told us that before. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's just one of those books that I always loved. So I remember going onto the second floor of the Barnes & Noble, and they have, like, fan fiction, kind of. Oh. Mm-hmm. And, well, it's in, it's mixed in with, like, nonfiction stuff or, like, it just depending where you look, whatever. So one day I'm just browsing, and I see, like, fan fiction for Pride and Prejudice. Oh. And you, I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to just going to see, because if you've read that book and you liked it, You've spent like the rest of your life wondering. I wonder what actually happens to mm-hmm. Darcy want, like, and Elizabeth sequels. after they right. get married. Right. So this one is called "Mr. Darcy Takes a Wife." Mm. I don't know how old I was when I got this, but I think I was like fifteen or sixteen. Ooh. And did you get a little education <laughs> from this book? <laughs> uh, it's not that graphic, but it's just. I think it was the first book I ever read that actually was like. It has people having sex in it, and it is describing it. And it's like it's not having sex on a bed. It it's actually up against the wall or yeah. There's all types the of stuff or wherever. Like at some point, she's like wearing his like Mr. Darcy's boots. Just I don't remember why. It's been a while since I read this. And then he comes in and like just you know. And so when I'm just reading this, in. yeah, when I. When just I was 15 or, Well, and then, so he gives her I a horse. I think that's what she means, just the boots. He gives he, her a horse? Like later, like an actual animal, and she names it Boots. Oh, I thought uh, you meant he gives her a horse. Uh, no, that would be a little too <laughs> That would be a little too far over the edge, wouldn't it? But that the, might be a little much even for Mr. Darcy. Yeah. <laughs> this book, it's funny because it's been a long time since I've actually read it, and I read all the reviews, and half of them are... Like, this was actually enjoyable, and other people are calling it trash because people are uncomfortable to read things like this. However, the book does go, like, into their, like, after they're married, and it talks about just stuff they're doing, but you have to remember that they're rich. They have a lot of money. They don't actually mm-hmm. really have to do anything with their lives. They can just um, that's parade all they- around in each other's boots yeah. all day long if yeah. they want. And so it's kind of just, like... They don't have to take a long yeah. lunch break for a nooner. There's not really nope, a point not. to the story. Um, so if you're looking for that at the end, it's literally just seeing what they do, like, or how they are with each other after they get married. Oh. And so, yes, there's lots of sex. But it's interesting that you got it when you were so young. Mm-hmm. Yes, I thought it was. I'm like, interested to see how you reacted to that, especially since it was your favorite book. What were your first feelings when you were reading I'm pretty sure it's the exact same thing I would do now which is giggle like I don't know why (laughs) but when people talk want to talk about sex it makes me well you have been giggling this whole time I know I've been pretty good containing it but uh so actually I like me and my best friend who's a girl I like started like telling her about this book and she went and read it too and at some point I think we got a cat together or something like and we named it Boots because of this, oh my the gosh. book, because it was like our inside joke. Was the boots. Well, it was this book that we had yeah. read that was dirty and we were too young to read it. And if my mom had known about it. <laughs> Your but, mom had read it. <laughs> so, I don't know. It was just hilarious. Like, I don't know. I went and told my best friend about this book because I thought it was funny. 
And have you writ, uh, read any of this type of book since then? Or did you sort of steer away from... Okay, this would probably fall into a romance category because I think like the main point of this book, I, there's yeah, not it, like this grand scheme. Right. It was, but, but it's it's them. They're married. They're in mm-hmm. love, and it's just about their life being in love and being yeah. married. And so that's not normally the book I read. I want mm-hmm. something that's more like philosophical. Mm-hmm. That's usually what I'm trying to look for. Something that's going to make me in like awe of the world at the end, or teach me something, or Whatever. So I tend to avoid romance books, which are usually which is the dirty probably ones. why we all get along so well. Yeah. <laughs> most of the time, you don't see any of us reading yeah. a pure I, romance. Yeah. But I but I have read some books that are dirty, but not quite this dirty. And this is probably not even that bad. But so, but I for being a fifteen-year-old when you read it, you probably I still right. perceive it as mm-hmm. that way. But there's yeah, yeah. I will say when I was. I might have only been 14. I can't remember how old I was. Um, I read one called Guinevere. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, Guinevere is King Arthur's wife. Mm-hmm. But it's about Guinevere, Guinevere and her growing up. And the whole reason why I read it is because when I was younger, I liked unicorns. And there was a Didn't unicorn in this one. Didn't we Yes, all? yes. And, um, but it, it was more romantic. And it was the first time I had ever read a book that had sex in it because she has sex with the unicorn. Arthur. No, oh. no, no, because <laughs> sorry, it was it was that horse thing. I don't know where I that. <laughs> I'm just teasing. At least. <laughs> I just wanted to make you laugh, and it obviously worked because Bonnie's just turning red. Yeah. <laughs> now I have bad thoughts about unicorns. What are you doing? Bonnie, to me? Sorry, the horn. <laughs> yeah, I think you're a little horny. Yeah, yeah, but. Yeah. It was kind of a, it was a mixed feelings for her when she got married and had sex with Arthur for the uh, first time because okay. the unicorn told her that she could no longer touch the unicorn because she wasn't a virgin anymore. Oh. Basically. It was a stupid childish book, I know, but I was only 14. God. Well, I think I think I was 14 when I first discovered Harold Robbins in the, the high school library. I might have been 15. And boy, that opened my eyes. I I don't remember. I actually went back and tried to find, because I I wouldn't remember what the name of it was, obviously. I only Mm -hmm. read it for those five pages. Uh (laughs) Once I found it, I'd go back and that was my little lady porn when I was in high school. Just read that one section. Yep, just that one section, each and every time. Because, you know, that's the difference between teenage girls and teenage boys. Teenage girls have their little... You know, the romance novels or the little section in each of the books mm-hmm. they know has the dirty parts in it. And we read it as opposed to the guys <laughs> who look at the pictures. Right. So I don't know if anybody else did that or not. But at this point, I don't care because my inner dialogue is oh, I just did. fine. I found my mom's erotic novel underneath her bed when I was little, when I was probably 14 after I read Groenevere. But <laughs> um, was it George Washington who had a wife named Betsy? Or his no, wife. George Washington's was, wife's name was Martha. Martha. Was it Hamilton? Okay, Bet- there was a president, and his wife was named Betsy. I think it was Hamilton. I don't know. Anyways, uh, he would sleep with other women. And so I, I was reading like this headline, and I didn't finish, like actually get time to go read the news story. But he would sleep with other women, so she started sleeping with other men, which Ooh. I thought was hilarious because I think like in the 1800s. 
And she's just... And that just wasn't done back yeah. then. But then you well, also for know... for her. Like other for presidents her. had affairs and had children and, you know, <laughs> there's... those. Uh, I love it when women get equal time. <laughs> well, Seriously. they should. Yeah. Um, but shoot, if you're going to screw around on me, if I'm not going to leave you, then don't think that I'm going to be staying in... Yeah, I just thought it was very Parking my slippers underneath somebody else's bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't even wear any slippers, so there. <laughs> no, but seriously. Just your slip? <laughs> yeah, just the boots. <laughs> We're going to talk about that forever now, It makes Nicole. me okay. think of that song. There was a song called Knockin' Boots that I used to yes, listen to when I, I was a teenager. I remember that song. <laughs> oh, so Nicole, what... what uh, would you suggest that other people read that book or I think if you love Pride and Prejudice and are bored read this but don't think that it's going to be anything like uh, the actual Pride and Prejudice novel did you have novel. the author uh, did you yes. already put it away so basically it's about like any other porn the uh, the uh, lady porn story, the storyline is a little weak but it's still worth it as long as there are a few good passages about sex in there and then okay we'll take that yeah it's a it's called mr darcy takes a wife and it's by linda Bertle. well there so. you go there's some them some erotica for you a little historical uh romance was it betsy ross is and that only the you're boots? talking about well so is that it for our sexy well, episode that, well you know it it turned out to be um it turned out to be interesting to talk about all of that stuff it was it's i don't know i I have fun talking about that stuff just because I like to know what other people think. I'm I'm so nosy. Sometimes I'm like, and and this is one of my inner dialogues that I never okay, say out loud. The- I'm like, I'm like, mm, I wonder what, they, what kind of weird stuff they like to do. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that weird? I shouldn't no, think that No, it's way. not weird. It's not weird. And this is the thing that we're getting out there in the open, that your inner dialogue is not weird. You might think it's weird, but... Other people have some serious weirdness going on in their people. Mm-hmm. So it's okay to be a little weird because it's inside your own head. Don't feel ashamed of it. Enjoy it. Let your freak flag fly in your head because nobody else can see it anyway. Mm-hmm. And have a fun Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. From <laughs> Three, Three Book, Book Girls. Girls.